Hey, everybody, you're listening to the Track Limits podcast presented by Formula Addict. The British Grand Prix has just ended, and we are here in Crater Club in Toronto, running you all through the standings top 10. We had in 10th, Carlos Sainz. In 9th, we had Charles Leclerc. In 8th, we had Alex Albon. In 7th, we had Fernando Alonso. In 5th, or sorry, in 6th, we had Sergio Perez. In 5th, we had George Russell. And then narrowing down to the top four, in 4th, you had Oscar Piazza. In third, you had Lewis Hamilton. In second, Lando Norris. And finally, in first, Max Verstappen. We had three DNFs, Ocon and Gasly, both Alpines out, with Magnussen out as well. And the fastest lap was Verstappen. So everyone here, firstly, how's everyone doing? Good. Good. Great race. race. I'm doing fabulous. Oh, yeah? Why? One, it was an epic race. Two, I'm going to see Beyonce tonight. Oh. <laughs> well, Fevin, why don't we start with you? What were your thoughts about the race today? Oh, this was such an entertaining race. I loved that, one, I'm repping the McLaren Orange because I had faith going into the race. Mind you, I didn't change after the race. <laughs> I was repping. Um, so I'm really excited to see just someone else. Um, and unexpected. Uh, so with McLaren. And then... Yeah, it was a lot of overtakes and a lot of close, like, actual toe-to-toe racing. It was so, so I was on the edge of my seat. Mm-hmm. It was so much fun. Henny. I had more to say after, but yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. Henny, you must have been happy again. It, yeah, it was a 50-50. Oh, uh, was, I wasn't impressed with Checo again. Um, we, we expected another dominant win and podium finish, and that didn't happen. But, again, he still managed to go from P16 or P15 because mm-hmm. of uh, mm-hmm. Botas. Um, and now he's P6, P6. confirmed. Yeah. So we'll take points. I'd love seeing McLaren up there. They they said they were going to be patient and bring upgrades. And in due time, on an anniversary like this, they were able to do a, a good finish with Lando. I'm I'm happy for that. And first time that two British drivers have finished yes. on the podium yeah. this century. Yeah, I actually this century, looked it up. Oh my God. I looked it up. Three British drivers were on the podium at the 1968 U.S. Whoa. Grand Prix. The only time you ever had an all-British podium. Oh, wow. Damn. But Mikey, George Russell missed out on the podium. Yeah. What were your thoughts though overall on the race? Um, I swear Checo has it in his contract that he gets <laughs> he gets a cash bonus for every overtake. Hence why he qualifies so bad, so he oh, can that, get some that's overtakes. That's a smart move. Yeah. But no, he did P6, which was good. McLaren, unbelievable. But like, let's move away from Lando. Okay, he's good. But Piastri, rookie year. Mm -hmm. So I read somewhere today, I think it was actually F1 Wow posted it, that said the last time McLaren signed a rookie and in their first year at the podium was 2007 with Lewis. Lewis. So Piastri was amazing. Like, that was class. Yeah. And And also, like, how did McLaren go from midfield? Like, when was the last time we seen an upgrade and it boosted the team that much? Like, McLaren... um, Mercedes bought upgrades, but not something that you're like fighting for podiums. Yeah. And they look like they were comfortable as well. And the way that Piastri and even Norris defended on the hard tire after the safety car restart was incredible. When you consider that Lewis had the soft tire, George had a medium tire, and they couldn't catch him. I mean, there's a hot take that's going around with Mm. Pirelli introducing these tire structures. Checo came out and said this caters to only specific teams, and the ones that performed well this track were the Mercedes engine cars. If you have bro, noticed. Checo is like scrambling to be like, I gotta say something to cover I my ass. Under pressure, and yeah, hundred percent. I mean, it, 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 t- remove his performance, but it, it just shows that all the Mercedes cars or engines supplied cars did really well this weekend with the new tire structures. Not and Aston Martin, though. No. Track specifically, uh, they, no, they still performed. Mm, they were, they were up there. Stroll no. was not. 
I mean, Stroll is different. <laughs> <laughs> Stroll doesn't count part of this. <laughs> That's fair. I mean, Alonso, I, I felt like, again, I, I, I said this kind of jokingly last race reflection where I was like, oh, Aston Martin is kind of like back where they belong, not in the in a rude or condescending way, but in the, in that like they're kind of behind in the midfield, like behind Fourth. the scenes. Oh, like yeah. they're not it's there. I mean, Fernando was making moves at the beginning of the season, like actual moves mm -hmm. to, to be uh, in contention with and challenging um, the Red Bulls. And this, yeah. they're back. Back I don't the think they're back. I think they're back. No. I don't know if they're back. I think, yeah. I think it's still a step up. Yeah. It's a big and massive. But I just think they're yeah. giving more of an opportunity for Mercedes, for uh, McLaren to, yep. with their upgrades, to actually do way better than they were doing. And I yep. think maybe they shot their shot at the beginning. Yep. And they're... Yeah. They can also be taking a different approach to how they introduce their packages throughout mm, the season. True. Where they, they can't... Like, imagine, at the beginning of the season, that was their base model car. Yes. And, and they have so much. And uh, since. They have bits yeah. and pieces, yeah. not yeah. like not major, like not yeah, as great yeah, yeah. as other teams have. Yeah, yeah. and they exactly. had a great base package to start with. So let's not exactly. Forget that. Yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm 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 excited to see where they go. I will say one thing too, and I think it was potentially Albon who mentioned this in like a post conference interview that he did after FP2. He's like the fact that we have so many teams now that we're talking about, like it's their weekend, yeah. you know, like during the practice mm. sessions, we talked about Williams after this race, we're talking about McLaren. Yeah. A couple of races ago, we were talking about potentially Ferrari being back, Mercedes being back, Aston Martin. I mean, it's pretty crazy to think that almost every team, like it's not even a midfield. No, it's like no, yeah. two to seven. Yeah. is kind of all in no. the range of, of yeah. each other, which is kind of cool. Even, even Toto came out and said from P2 to pretty much P10. Yeah. Everyone was within two tenths of each yeah. other on race pace. Yeah. So he's like, the regulations are working. Let's just remove Debris. Max. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But even even don't forget, this weekend was the first time Max was reachable. Because yeah. I know there was True. a safety car and all that, but still, yeah. he pulled an initial gap because he'd soft tires and Lando was behind in Harrods. But he pulled a gap of like 3.5 seconds. But mm. Lando kept him modest to those 3.5 seconds. Yep. Like he yep. pulled him back. So like, this weekend was the first weekend you're like, he can get him. Yeah. Like so... Everyone's moving fast. Yeah. So it, it's not going to be Red Bull dominance. I know everyone's saying like it will be. Yeah. Sure, they have constructors, but it still could change week to week depending uh, on the race. They also have drivers. Yeah. I think that's pretty much well, locked yeah. in. Yeah. I mean, that, but at the same time, now there's a lot more like like actual exactly mm, yeah. Oh, yeah. people are not actually i don't i mean including myself don't really care about who's p1 or like max whatever like you kind of i'm assuming he's kind of run away Costly, with it. Yeah. Mm. but it's more entertaining to just actually watch who the rest of the podium would be in yep. the midfield like that's where the race yeah is my at. favorite sky sports reporter laura winters did mention mm. that if you took max out this would be probably one of the best driver championships <laughs> of all time <laughs> actually yeah actually, look how close it was crazy when you think about it i never yeah. even thought about it like that but what about the best moment henny i'm curious your best moment in the race best moment of the race it would probably be the restart the safety restart mm -hmm. i think there was an opportunity for lando to take that first position or actually no i take it back the start was really yes, good the start the start oh. yeah the start i forgot about the start that was epic yeah the seeing lando on the inside line just take it in and he's like i'll fight you max like i'm not going to give you this position and we've known that Lando has history in the first corners of hitting something or damaging his car, and he kept Just it clean. Unlucky. Yeah, he kept it clean. And Piastri, right behind him, about to take Max on the second corner. I'm like, okay. That For a rookie, it. he was bold. Like, yeah. He was right there as well, taking those yeah. lines. Like, I loved it, was, it. We were all shouting at the TV. It was good. But then he kind of backed off. And, a little bit. Uh, yeah, yeah, he did. I think yeah. he knew who he, was, who he was up against. And I think that's where you see like the, the lack of experience in... Not that he... 
I guess the lack of experience isn't going to stop there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it's also worth noting, I mean, McLaren was playing it very safe. Yeah. Too, yeah. Right? They Maximize wanted to bring points. both yeah. cars home, yeah. no get accidents. people as high as possible. Yeah. I bet they were hoping for a 2-3. I think Zach for Brown sure. even after said that Oscar deserved the third, yeah. which, to be fair, I would agree with that. I yeah. do. Yeah. I wouldn't have mind, you know, seeing Oscar up there as well, yeah. because being a rookie and having such a great qualifying and then a great race overall. Mm. I mean, I'm surprised he wasn't second in the driver, kind of driver of the day vote, if you will. Yeah, he probably would I think that yeah. was an unlucky pit stop. Oh, or like the, yeah. ver- that's what happened, right? Because like Mercedes had pitted, he, he yeah. had free, uh, or Hamilton had a free pit stop during the virtual. No, the what, full stop. Full the stop. Full the stop. full so virtual stop, car. Yeah. Had, and then that's where he gained the position when he came out. Yeah. When Piastri came out, he was in fourth. Piastri had pitted like a couple of laps I ago. Know. Yeah. So like if, probably if, if Piastri hadn't pitted, he probably wouldn't went in softs to match Lewis. Mm. And Lando went in the opposite of Max to try and catch him. Yep. Um, but yeah, I was nail biting. What about yeah. you, Fevin? Your favorite moment from the weekend overall, even? Uh, actually, my favorite moment was similar to Henny. I seeing the McLaren sandwich at the beginning was just Beautiful to see. Like, I just didn't ever, and that was not on my bingo card. Yeah. (laughs) Not at all. It really was not. Um, And then, actually, Albon fighting off and holding position in P8 and holding back. Okay, I am a Ferrari Ferrari fan Mm -hmm. through and through. However, I was so disappointed. That was part of my disappointment was seeing them be in P9 and 10. I think that's where they were at. But Albon doing what he's doing, driving that bleep. Out of <laughs> that car? Yeah. Oh, my God. Highlight. I just, I continue to be impressed by him. Yeah, he's doing fantastic. Oh, yeah. Like, in yep. the confidence, you can just see it. Like, even yesterday when he was talking after qualifying, he's like, I think it's a good position to score points. Yeah. We will score points. Yeah. 100%. You know, it's not like, oh, we'll try to defend wherever we can. Even when you had fast drivers behind him, he was like, I still feel confident about a top 10 finish. Because he started P13. Yeah. Oh, no, oh, he no, started no. P8. 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 Oh, yeah, neutral. Yeah, P8. Yeah, P8. I think P13. Sergeant, maybe? Yeah. Sergeant yeah. 14th, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and he's yeah. made But it was incredible because, no, again, he had fast drivers behind him, right? Yeah. Oh, you yeah. have a couple of people behind you that are kind of out of position, and he still was able to keep up his position. He was able to overtake yeah. things and then defend as well from the Ferraris behind. I mean, it was incredible. He is just... Confidence, though. Yes. He's got the confidence now. And, like, that's why you got to give Piastri credit because... He's still a rookie, but he's so much confidence. Mm. Like, he's so confident. But the comment on your point there, like, uh, Albon was going toe-to-toe with Sainz. Yeah. Sainz got distracted. Albon passed him. Uh, Gasly passed him. That was my highlight. Yeah. Because I think Sainz got slightly offline, and in the three other drivers, it was Albon, Gasly, and who else was it? They pounced on him, and it was amazing. Oh, yeah. That was, I that to me, that was the best moment. <laughs> best and moment. I, I really like Sainz as a driver, but he was caught lacking in that one area, yep. and they just blitzed past him. I think it was on lap 34 or something like that, but yeah. it was it was great to watch. And what about your biggest letdown, Mikey? What did you feel like? Letdown. The disappointment in the race, something you were hoping would have worked out better? Not that I was let down, but I, I think I was looking at Austin Martin because Alonso came out two races ago and said, we're not here to like be second or third. We want to be top step. Which is a good statement to make. And then... You got to back it up. <laughs> you got to back it up. So again, you look at that and be like, McLaren brought up grids. Mercedes brought up grids. They're all pushing forward. Austin Martin, maybe now that's what they're lacking that performance. Um, but a letdown, straight away, Ferrari. You can't lose five positions on the grid. Both drivers mm-hmm. lost five positions on the grid in a Ferrari. And Albon in a Williams is out driving that Williams. And he's smoking signs. Would you agree with that, Henny? I, I, yeah, I think so. I when the virtual safety ca- uh, came out, there was an instance where Magnussen's car was nowhere to be 
removed. You knew that a safety car was coming out. Mm-hmm. Why rush to go and pit when you could have waited just like Max did, Lando did, uh, Hamilton did, which secured him that podium? Yeah. This, it all comes down to strategy because we all know they had pace today too. It wasn't mm-hmm. their pace that was lacking. It was their strategies that they made, even with Charles pitting so early to go on the hards for the whole race, stuff like that, where you had data from Friday and still didn't even use the data. That's where the disappointment came from, from Ferrari for me. Mm. I still think there's something in that garage that it, it, I think it's small issues that build up to a bigger picture because even both drivers signs had overtaken Leclerc in the qualifying lap. And yep. Leclerc was quite verbal, like he was annoyed about that. When they went to go to plan C, Carlos Sainz was like, I've forgotten what plan C was. <laughs> so like if you add up every little small issue, it, up, it yeah. brings up to a bigger issue. Like those two drivers aren't in unison. The team might be in unison and that can affect because as you said, they have the care. Yeah. But it's not shown in the results, which it is crunch time. They got to figure those little yep. issues out and work together as a team. Seven, Mikey's talking ill about your team. What do you think? Really, I mean, I, <laughs> hey, I, you're McLaren now. Yeah. Whoa, hey, what's hey. going on here? She's converted. I, I, no, I'm really disappointed for Ferrari. And so, uh, yeah, I have, I'm speechless. I think, yeah, there's a lot of strategic, like strategy-wise, like from a pit stop perspective. I'm like, wait. I remember looking at Henny being like, wait, they know it's not going to be a virtual safety like you just know the car is stopped it's on fire Mm. it's gonna be a full stop you know um on top of that i think i'm disappointed for uh alfa romeo i know they're the you know the the back of the midfield but at the end i'm still rooting for the i love that comeback story so um i was hoping to see some movement Action. there. Well, and it, I mean, Botas qualified well getting into Q2 finally, yeah. and then the I car know. just stops working, and you have to start to think, like, what are you guys doing? Exactly. Like, especially when the start of the season, you were looking at Joe and Botas, mm. and both of them, like, yeah, Q2 was a usual expectation yeah. for an Alfa Romeo, yeah. and now it's like, oh, they might even be at the same level as Alfa Tauri when it comes to expectations. Yeah. 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 And I think that that perception, like, for me, my perception is changed, like, my sentiments towards Alfa Romeo is changing, and mm. it's like, I didn't expect that this season. Going into the season, I didn't expect this kind of performance. Yep. So that was disappointing. And of course, Checo. I just, like from a qualifying perspective, I loved quali- the quality. Yep. I was so entertaining. There were so, the margin, the difference was so insanely close. Um, and so for him to not have qualified, or again, for to have not qualified through to Q2 for the fifth? Fifth. I think sixth. Or like, oh, like yeah. too many. Yes. Yeah. I think it's too too many. fifth time in a row and six times. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Fifth time in a row, though. That's just got to be getting to him. And that wasn't I his fault, though. This one, yeah. out of all of it them, wasn't were not. I agree with that one. Yeah, yeah. It, wasn't. it wasn't. It wasn't. Yeah. But it's still hard to see him mm. start P15 and of have course. to climb back. back. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, yeah, if he had started P6, maybe he was on podium, but he started at the back. Yeah. True. I mean, I think it was Mark Weber who made a bold statement today. He's like, anyone can do that. He's like, Chekhov's performance is not impressive. He's like, and you, he's like, even I can jump in that car right now and <laughs> oh. go through that. I was like, wow, okay, Mark Webber. Speak your mind and mind. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> Mark Webber is a bit salty sometimes. Yes, yes. You, you can see that. Oh, yeah. But what, what was your biggest letdown? I might, I mean, again, it's a hot take, but I do think Mercedes, honestly. And I, I really, I, I was telling Henny after, I mean, I agree. Like, race pace looked good on Friday, so fair enough. You know, today wasn't, like, oh, out of the, ex- like, normal and, mm. and kind of out of expectation whatsoever. But I 
feel like a lot of what they did when it comes to being P3 wasn't even them. It was like a mishap on other teams and then them getting their strategy right compared to other teams like mm-hmm. Ferrari. Like if Ferrari had nailed the strategy, you would have seen Lewis in like P5 or P6. Yeah. And and so I don't know. I think the upgrades were promised to be a lot bigger than they actually were. And then when we got to the race weekend, they were like, oh, it's just a front wing. Don't worry about mm-hmm. it. But like Toto came out three, four weeks ago and was like, well, this upgrade and the upgrade in Belgium will hopefully have, have us compete with the Red Bull. Mm. And at this point, I didn't even know if they're competing with their own teams that they're providing engines to, <laughs> which, which is, is a scary. little bit weird. Yeah, that's yeah. scary. No. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, yeah, you just got to give them a few uh, time. I yeah. think, imagine, they're technically a year and a half behind Correct. to yeah. other teams. Mm. Well, they have to completely change their philosophy and the whole car aspect. Yeah. Yep. So, I, yeah, I think Toto's trying to give the whole impression and encourage fans to have hope in Mercedes, which is fine. But I think people need to be patient with Mercedes. Yeah. They will be back. And like people aren't going to be patient. No, I know. They're not. No, well, they're not. It's been no, also two years. Yeah. 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 yeah, It's been two years. You want to see a Mercedes yeah. back mm. up there winning. Yeah. Usually you'd see that, you know, yeah. 2014, yeah. 20, all the way to 2021. We saw that usually. Yeah. It's been a while. It's been, what, one win in the last two years for them. Yeah. Oh, yeah, George. George yeah. Russell. I Brazil. forgot about that, that one. Was yeah. Yeah. Brazil. Yeah. That was and he had an oil leak in the car as well. Like, yeah. he barely made it over the line. But I have to say, Swish, I have... Like sw- strategy is so much part of the sport as much as the drivers driving the car. Mm. Yeah. So like when a strategy goes well, yep. it's not. Yeah, you can get lucky where your strategy turns out to be the right strategy. But in today's like case, I totally think just like. Uh, Lewis deserved to be P3 and drove the shit out of that car. Yep. And and yeah, he got lucky in terms of like the the uh, which stage mm. that he went and pitted yep. because of the safety uh, car. But that's strategy, and I yep. think that we need to remember this sport is so much more about the strategy. That, uh, it is about the drivers and driving the car, but it is a lot to do with strategy. And this is where like, the sport is so fascinating to me. Yeah. Definitely. I agree. Yeah. Outside of the race, though, we had a couple of things happening. We had Brad Pitt shooting his movie, <laughs> yes. right? Apex is coming out, and you had Apex GP there. Mm-hmm. Probably would have actually finished the race if they had competed, but um, <laughs> it was pretty cool to see even today, while the drivers were all on the grid, they had Brad Pitt and his co-actor come and walk by the grid, oh, you know, oh, and then they had obviously a couple of days where they were shooting. I'm really curious, like F1 seems to be in the spotlight right now. You have Paramount TV doing a TV show now. Mm-hmm. You got Drive to Survive. You have all of these cool commercial projects. Like, where do we think F1 can become? Like, is it going to become this truly global sport that's watched by millions upon millions of people? Is it going to continue to grow or do we feel like it's going to reach a, a kind of a tipping point at some point? I feel like it's it's weird because like they're in the spotlight, but like it can go just as bad. Mm. They can like, and I feel like that's why there's so much um, emphasis around the sprint series because if you dilute the sport, you'll lose the fans in a certain way. Yeah. Because like you'll miss a race or two, and you're like, oh, I don't care. There's thirty races or whatever. Yeah. Whereas before, like like even with the sprint race, you got to watch the Saturday and sometimes it's hard. Like I used to love the qualifying and last weekend I even missed the sprint because there's new life. You're just stuff going on. So I feel like they're in a lot of pressure to make sure they continue the heritage of F1 mm. and not try and dilute it. Um, but yeah, I'm curious to see where it goes because all eyes are on F1 right now, which is cool. It's, yeah. it's, it's great to be a fan of the sport right now. It's going to be huge. Yeah. A hundred percent. I think it's going to be so much more commercialized. I think it's going to be insanely, insanely bigger in the North American audience. I think this is just going to be another, another 
area or medium in which like not just drive to survive will be covering this but people will be getting into the sport because they watched another movie yep. or because they uh, they saw the Gran Turismo movie that's come mm. like, you know there's so many other areas of racing also not just F1 that I think mm -hmm. will benefit from this so if anything I know this is F1 has been around <laughs> for ages and popular in European and other markets but in North America I I think we're just at the we're at the beginning I yeah I know uh, I agree and I think I would love to see something where it's like the calendar revolves and it's not the same races every year. So mm. like 24 is a lot. Yeah. Anywhere between 18 to 20 races and having a revolve where like there's a whole continent other than Brazil that is untapped right there. Yeah. Revolving it with Brazil, Argentina, a different country that's and then there's Africa. Yeah. South Africa, mm. bring bring that yeah, back. We're all there's the so Africans. many that's what I'm saying. I, <laughs> there is going to be a peak in other markets for sure yeah. and mm. I think we have peaked in Europe. And it's already stabilized there. Yeah. America, I agree with you. But there's so many other places they can tap into that they can still continue to grow. Yeah. And that's what they have to look at. And finding a way, I know this new calendar, they have improved it in a way that kind of flows a bit more. Yeah. For in logistics. terms of travel and logistics. But even then... I, I saw a tweet saying, wait, so we have to go back to yeah. Australia one week, go back home, wait two weeks, and then come back this way. So they still have to fix those kind of things, but mm. I think they're going in the right direction. Mm. And Brad Pitt's whole involvement also brought up this other discussion, especially around the team principal press conference around the 11th team in F1. Mm. And, you know, Toto Wolf came out and was like, well, yeah, we have space for an 11th garage here in Silverstone, but actually most tracks, we don't have space yeah, for that. you got to build and, it out. You know, there was also a problem brought up around qualifying. There's mm. a lot of issues around impeding mm. which can only get worse with that 11 team do you guys think by 2025 by 2026 we are going to see an 11 team on the grid i think given the commercial like interest i like from a business perspective i could see that being a a, a reason to have an 11th i mean there used to be hmm. more teams and why not correct um i think i just think the more the more popular this becomes uh, the more businesses and advertisers and sponsors want to get in and car manufacturers, engine manufacturers. So I can just see the interest growing yep. and it's like, like, I guess, ride the wave while it's hot. But also to, to comment on Toto's comment, like, okay, add, add two more teams. Yeah. Okay. So there's more drivers in the grid. So split up the qualifying. Mm -hmm. Eight drivers go out. Eight drivers go out. However you want to do it. You don't have to have 20 drivers out for Q1. Mm. You can you can split the amount of drivers on the field. Sure, um, qualifying extends by X amount. Lose a practice. Bring that practice time to the qualifying so you send out only 10 drivers on the grid. Then how, how would you manage the advantage? That's the, so imagine so a brand new evolution track. evolution on a rainy weekend? Yeah, yeah. That's what I mean. So you never thought about that. <laughs> um, there you go. <laughs> Okay, it's tough. Yeah, it's tough. That's why it hasn't happened because there's a reason it hasn't happened. Yeah. Um, and Thanks for calling me out there. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's, it's a good conversation. And that's what's were, happening yeah. now. There were more teams on the grid. 2016, there were yeah. 11. 11, right? Yeah. So, but the cars were much smaller. Mm -hmm. Much like, smaller. But still. If you think, the thing is, like, if you think of, like, Austria, that's the smallest amount of turns on a track. It's insane. Like, there's cars yeah, everywhere. We saw the chaos then you've last got, week. Let's, let's imagine, like, uh, the Hungarian Grand Prix next weekend yeah. or the following weekend. Like, that's going to be very tough for qualifying as well. Yeah. Because yep. it's a small track. 
Yep. So yeah. I do, oh, but it'd be great to have an extra team. That's why I, I don't I don't see it happening in 2026. I, I, I see there's going to be more engine suppliers, like you said. I think that will happen. Mm-hmm. But probably 2030, when the next regulation happen, they probably will announce in 2026, we want to add an 11 team by 2030 mm. so that every other track, the whole industry has to build and build the infrastructure for that to happen. Yep. So I don't think two years is enough from now. Until they in twenty twenty six to bring a team. Keep in mind, most of the principles. I think Fred and Toto said that the new team that comes in has to quote unquote provide value. Yeah. But no one's really gone into like a specific detail around what? what is that? Yeah. What value. do you mean by yeah. provide definitely, value? Definitely, definitely right? yeah. money. Money. Yeah. <laughs> a whole because lot of money. You, you know what it is because they don't want to dilute. Let's say it's if you price pool. But yeah, the price pool. Let's yeah. just say it's a million dollars price pool. It's way more than that. But like, let's say yeah. you add another team now, that gets, gets diluted, diluted again. Yeah. But actually, just thinking about it. To, to answer your comment, if you did have if you did have to split the qualifying, each team could be have to select a driver from their team to represent in in the first section of qualifying. Mm. So that an extra layer of so strategy. To it. Yeah, that would add more strategy. So yeah. you're worried about track evolution on rainy day. Okay, guys, we have to put our first driver forward. Yeah. The second driver goes in the second part of the so qualifying. You, you could add more teams. Like you could add more teams. All right. Yeah, just not fast enough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's only from. Next race is the Hungara Ring. This mm-hmm. is a fan favorite. People love going to Hungary to watch this race. A lot of corners. Yeah. Uh, mainly slow to medium corners, though, mm-hmm. not too many straights. So we might not see Williams do, for example, as well. Yeah. But last year, Max won, Lewis and Russell were on the podium. Mm-hmm. What do we think, Henny, might happen this year? And what are you looking forward to for Hungary? It's it's gonna be. This is probably the second race outside of Monaco that will have the least overtakes. Um, so qualifying matters again. Mm. So I think every team will have to bring a car that can qualify really well. Um, and I think Austin Martin and Mercedes will probably be the dominant cars again, and on at least on this track with the slow corners, um, in in some medium corners. So I, I do anticipate those two will come back. Red Bull. Um, even in this track, Silverstone, they were the best in the slow corner. So I think they will dominate this depending on where Checo ends up on qualifying. That's a different topic. Mm. But if he performs well and qualifies high, then I, I can see another one too finish for them if i told you to put all your money right now into betting whether he makes it a q3 or not he will he will he will all right he will, i, I will put money. that down. oh all he'll right, he'll, he'll do here. it okay <laughs> he'll do it what do you think about hungry um yeah very slow tight corners i don't know i'm um i'm rooting for obviously to for the ferrari to get their shit together um sorry for cursing <laughs> um but yeah i'm, I'm i think it's going to be a, a red bull dominance just curious to see how McLaren do. They brought all the upgrades. Lando did so well in Austria because he got the upgrades. Piastri did upgrades this weekend. They did well. McLaren are known for having a lot of downforce. They fixed the era, let's yeah. just say. So McLaren could be the surprise next weekend. I also feel like Austin, I would expect Austin or Alonso at least be fighting for podium because yeah. they are good on an exit of those slow speed mm. corners and they can bring an extra bit of downforce. Um, so I would say look out for McLaren and Austin. I don't think McLaren was a fluke this weekend. Yeah, um, They are good in the long straights. We always knew that. But I think Austin and let's hope McLaren can bring it. If McLaren can bring it again next weekend on a completely different circuit, that changes the entire yeah. game for the rest of the season. Well, yeah, because their biggest issue even before these upgrades were their drag. Mm. They, they, they cannot perform on straight tracks. And now they have a track like this that caters to that car regardless of the upgrade. So I think they will perform well. It's just... We got to see Friday, their pace. Yeah, yep. That's it. Where do we think Ferrari will be next week? Uh, 
for for that for that track. I I personally agree with Henny. You know, I think Red Bull, Mercedes, and Aston Martin, maybe McLaren, kind mm. of are the top three, four. I think Ferrari's fighting for fourth or fifth coming it's into that weekend. Mix. It's gonna be a mix. Who'd have thought we'd be saying that I after know. last year's performance? Yeah. Who'd have thought we'd been saying that? My heart aches. A, yeah. <laughs> Tough time to be a Ferrari fan. <laughs> it really is. That's big. Yeah. It's been a few years. Well, looking out then, overall, just to end things off here, I mean, the driver standings, constructor standings, anything we're interested in pointing out here? I mean, nothing's really changed. No. Uh, Alpine. I know. Yeah. What in the world? Mm. Two DNFs. This is, you're supposed to be competing with McLaren, and they've whooped you. Hey, Gasly's driving well. Ocon had unfortunate incident. I still don't know what happened to that car. Gasly was driving. Gasly was driving. Was it Mm. Gasly? Yeah. The way Stroll just trying to drive into the side of Gasly was because Gasly was on a flyer. He was yeah, on a soft yeah, tire. Yeah. Everything else he's competing was hard medium. Gasly was on a flyer. I felt really bad for Gasly this weekend. Yeah. And he's, I, out, he's outperforming Ocon. Yes. Yeah. So there's definitely going to be tension inside. Oh, that yeah. Garage. I mean, Mercedes and Aston Martin are still close in the constructor. They are. I think mm. they're one is one, a 203 to 181. Oh, wow. Oh, Mercedes okay. 203. Oh, that is close. So yeah. close. So I do think that it, like both... Uh, like that's an exciting match mm. to watch. Um, I'm rooting obviously for Mercedes, yeah. but I, I'm also like interested to see how Fernando pushes. That's right. If Stroll doesn't pick up his pace, then that's it's not going to happen. Part, it's not yeah. going to happen. Yeah, They're more cool. likely going to fight with McLaren because now McLaren has to catch up on points. Yeah. And that's probably the going to be the battle there. McLaren is well far away. Yeah. Uh, McLaren has 59, 59. points. Yeah. yeah. And the closest to them is Ferrari at 157, which is. Okay, so it's going to be a three way fight. <laughs> yeah. So this weekend, <laughs> if they maintain this for the rest of the season, <laughs> then we're going to no see something. Nothing. And they are like top five or at least top eight, then we might have an actual chance for them to be in contention. Brilliant. Well, Max is still ahead on the Constructors' Championship and the Drivers' Championship. He's his own team, bro. Yeah. And he's doing really good. I mean, honestly, maybe. But I really appreciate you guys sharing your thoughts here. Guys, we have the Hungary Grand Prix coming up, but we also have a really cool guest that we're announcing in a few days. So check that out. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Feel free to give us a follow, like, and subscribe, and we will see you in the next episode. Yeah.